Hey everybody, welcome to episode 56 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez. With me in the kitchen studio are... Ian Lewis. And... I cannot believe it, K-Rudden. <laughs> and for the first time in a while... Yeah, I haven't been on in a while. That's uh, true. Nick Pino, hi. You've been on hi. the show before? I have, you missed it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. It was so, fun time now. Fun time wow. Fun, fun I, time I have now. no idea. What Do you remember what the topic was last time you were on? Uh, launch. Yeah. Yeah, I was on for Xbox One. Oh, that's one, right. That's right. PS4. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were actually reminding me of that, Dave, earlier this evening. Because yeah. you remembered, whereas I was just like, I've done 55 of these fucking things. I don't remember <laughs> what I did. I don't remember what any of them are. But you'll all remember what this one is, because we're going to talk about Canon Breaking DLC in our so top five. Uh, this is actually in honor of one of this week's new releases, which we'll talk about in the second half. But as you probably know, we're getting Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes this mm-hmm. week. And it has something kind of interesting in it. If you can collect all of the XOF patches that are scattered around in the open world, you'll unlock a secret mission. And on Xbox, you're playing as Raiden, yep. and you're trying to hunt down Snatchers who are posing as humans, which is kind of strange. It's a bit mixing of Hideo Kojima's yep. earlier games. And what is it on PS4? It's uh, sort of a recreation of Metal Gear Solid 1 on PlayStation 1. So you're playing as Snake with the, like, flat polygon face. And I think you're you're trying to recreate scenes, like, for some weird, like, some helicopter is filming you and you have to recreate the scenes for some weird reason. That's bizarre. Yeah. As are the games we're about to talk about yes. in the context of their originals. Number five. A great day, Lord Vader. Today marks the death of the rebellion and the birth of a new era of peace for the Empire. That's good. Peace is good. Yeah, peace is good. And it's good that the Emperor wants peace for the Empire. That's an important addition. Not for (laughs) anybody else. Everybody else, it's going to be a time of strife and slavery. But this is from the weird DLC episodes for Force Unleashed. Which don't break the canon of the game so much as they break Star Wars canon. All of it just thrown out the window yeah, for this completely, DLC. Yeah, <laughs> completely. Canon? Fuck that noise. Yeah. <laughs> so, a little background. There are good and bad endings in Force Unleashed. It, it, for those of you who somehow don't know anything about it, it takes place before the Star Wars films, or before the original Star Wars films, I should say, after Episode Three, where you play as Darth Vader's secret apprentice, at the end of the game, you can decide to either help the rebels or try to kill Vader. And if you try to kill Vader, you end up replacing him. And then you spend the DLC episodes going after the heroes from A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, including Luke. We meet at last, son of Vader. You're wrong. My father was a Jedi. Vader murdered him. So you have been told... I should add that that's on Hoth, so it's, it's you know, before... So, he's, hmm. like, just decked out in gate Vader's gear for this? Not really Vader's gear. It's, like, this weird sort of cyborg outfit with a mask. But he definitely has Vader's voice. Yes. yes. Well, was, he that, gets... was that because they couldn't get the voice actor to come back and do the, uh, do the VO for well, it? Well, I think they did it. Like, they rolled it out not very long after the game. Wow. So he's... I mean, that might be the case, but, like, the... Yeah, because that doesn't always mean that they could 
they couldn't get yeah. the voice actor to come the, back. The bad ending, I want to see you like get crushed by a TIE fighter or something crazy like that. And so you're, but you're brought back as like, you know, the emperor had a bunch of your body replaced with a robot body. And now you're his apprentice. And hmm. Michael, that was, that was better than the way that scene was originally written, mm-hmm. which I think went something like this. Luke. I am not your father, but your father had this apprentice, and I'm him, <laughs> and so, and he died, and yes. now, okay. now I'm they taking really, his really place. They really, really had to clean it up. Yeah, Quite they the really... twist, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The script was just a mess, <laughs> especially when you had this fight. I'm afraid I cannot allow you to do that. I have waited many years to destroy the real Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes. So he destroyed a fake Obi-Wan Kenobi before? Mm-hmm. Well, it, like the, I think the script specifically said Obi-Wan impression and then the lines. Uh, mm. Bad Alec Guinness impression. <laughs> oh boy, that was not a pleasant one. Oh, oh, oh. Well, that Come visit like a... the Beatles in Liverpool, <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like a bad Liverpool leader. You're going to kill me, the real Obi-Wan Kenobi? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. A nice, nice bit of dialogue exchange with Luke, though, back in the earlier fight. Now I will destroy you, Skywalker, as I destroyed your father. I think that Cut might actually hand? be, yeah, you, <laughs> the apprentice cutting off Luke's hand, which is... Why? Like, that's just adding insult to injury. You kill him eventually. Why do you have to cut off his hand, too? Actually, you don't kill him. Millennium Falcon taking off. Abandoning Luke to his fate. <laughs> Very good. My oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And so they, they didn't continue that for a while, and it looked for a while like it wasn't going to happen. Then Force Unleashed 2 came out. And they had a really weird add-on that continued that storyline, but like now you're an evil clone of Starkiller who appears in the bad ending of Force Unleashed. So you're not robot Starkiller anymore, even though the previous events are canon. So you, you go to Endor, you kill a shit ton of Ewoks, which is always fun. Hmm. You end up killing Han and Chewie, which is a little bit sad. And then you have this confrontation. There is much you fail to see, Sith. After my brother fell on Hawk, I fulfilled the destiny that he could not. Now I am a Jedi. I don't think that voice is really appropriate for Leia. It needs to be a little huskier. Not Uh, not Carrie Fisher enough for me. Do you kill her? I admit yes. that I, while I've played the, both the main games, I never played the DLC for these. Mm-hmm. You, you, you stab her off camera. Presumably oh. disemb- Well, no, the, this, the actual stabbing takes place off camera, but it's like just below uh, her upper torso. Oh. So you just see her go like, ah! You know. Mm. Leia getting stabbed. That's what Star Wars fans sign on for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To see yep. that. She wearing a chainmail bikini? Well, no. No, actually, yeah. no. She She's just wearing like kind of a mm. Jedi outfit and... Like she's she's essentially the final boss of Force Unleashed games because at this point it looks very unlikely we'll ever see a three. <laughs> so wait 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 a second. Roll this back for me. So okay. Leia, wait, who trains Leia to use a Force then? Um, nobody. She just maybe she just picks it oh, up. No. Maybe, maybe they go from Hoth to Dagobah and meet up with Yoda, and Yoda trains her. Or maybe she just 
develops the innate ability and decides, I'm a Jedi now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make a lightsaber. It's going to make this. That's all there is to it. Uh-huh. Pretty much. So there's no Yoda killing scene. In this. Yeah, good question, Dave. No, that's that's a good point. That they they leave out any confrontation with Yoda. Mm. I think it's because if they killed Yoda, then the fans would just fucking flip their shit. <laughs> I think the fans realize it's like, oh, this is not canonical. This is just <laughs> comical. I know, but it's Yoda. comical. Yeah. yeah, it is sort of comical. You also kill Boba Fett. Like oh, he's you one of the, the fat? Yeah, he's like one of the first people you kill in the in the Tatooine DLC, which begins this whole weird series of episodes. And it's kind of dumb. Like I, I I watched it again and was hoping like, oh, he that's when like he cuts off Boba Fett's head, right? And it's like a callback to how Jango Fett died at the in, in episode two. And then no, he just like Boba Fett shoots a missile at you, and then you just like catch it with a force grip and throw it back at him, and then he just. It disappears in an explosion, but then his helmet falls to the ground and rolls around. But it rolls with the aperture pointing at you, so you can see, like, oh, there's no head in there. Uh, and this is T-rated now. Bad move, Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Bad move. Yep, you never shoot a missile at a Jedi. <laughs> you fucking dipshit. <laughs> Why does everybody love you? Why are you I so cool? Know. You know, especially when you go back, if you try why and explain, is he so if you try and explain to a non-Star Wars fan lines. about Boba Fett yeah. and why he's so cool, I think cool. that he's much bigger in the books. Hmm. Yeah. I think, I think he's also we... much bigger as like an action figure on yeah. the playground. Oh, I yeah, guess, yeah. but it's like, why do people who have only seen the movies care about him so much? Mm. Especially when he just like he has dies a cool in the design, worst. I guess. Yeah. yeah, he's got a cool <clears> design. Well, he's got all the cool things, Scott. Yeah, cool. he's got rockets. He's got jetpacks. He's mm. got cool whip cords. But yeah. then he gets like I don't know. He misfires his backpack, and then he falls into a giant pit. Yeah, Lucas was really good at introducing characters that were like really, like really, really cool bad guys who were like a major threat. And then they die in the stupidest way imaginable. <laughs> like, yeah, Falling Bo- into a Sarlacc pit. Yeah, Boba Fett, after his jetpack misfires because Han Solo blindly swings a spear at him or something. <laughs> and, and then um, what, what happens to General Grievous exactly? I think Obi-Wan like, kneels down behind him and Anakin just like pushes him over and he explodes. <laughs> uh, Tabletops him. Yeah. Yeah. No, he gets, he gets like shot in the heart or whatever it oh. is. So dumb and gross. Darth Maul gets killed by Qui Gon Jinn, mm-hmm. biggest loser yeah, in the entire yeah. Star Wars universe. Well, young Obi Wan, who's oh. also a pretty fucking big loser. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hate those movies. <laughs> They're so terrible. Only the first three. Yeah. Mm. The, the second three are terrible, but in a, in a very charming, wonderful <laughs> way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's stop pissing people off. Yeah. Mm. Number four. When the gates of hell open. The Kyongsi come forth, an undead army at their back, and all of Hong Kong at their mercy. That was the worst movie of all time. <laughs> who makes up this stuff? So that's yeah, another Star indeed. Wars. DLC, yes, right? this, is, <laughs> this is Star Wars. Uh, those guys who talk like Japanese camp commandants in the prequels. <laughs> I forgot what they're called, so I'll just call them that. I love that game. Now this is this is from Sleeping Dogs, uh, Nightmare at North Point. Which was in in the wake of another DLC we'll talk about later. Uh, they we we saw a lot of canon breaking DLC like this that are like let's add vampires. zombies, let's add vampires. This one adds zombies and vampires. In that, because uh, why not? Yeah, so you know, uh, Shen Wei Shen, the main character, is just like out for a date with one of his girlfriends who's named Not Ping. Because wait, he, <laughs> what? 
Yeah, her, her, like her legit name in the game is not Ping. Yeah, because she she runs a place called Ping's Electronics. So he he says like, "Oh, are you Ping?" And she's like, "No, I'm not Ping." And like, so he just calls her not Ping because she never tells him her actual name. That sounds like the basis uh, of a healthy relationship. Oh yes, yes. Well, none of the girlfriends have very much screen time, I should say. But except for her, because she like weighs out on a date with her and her uncle, I guess. Sexy. Old salty crab. Mm-hmm. I often go out on dates <laughs> with Tyler and my uncle. I know, yeah. right? But then this happens. Well, you see any walking corpses, you give me a call. Yeah, give him a call, asshole. What the hell? The gates of hell are open. <laughs> and the sun on you will pay for what they've done. Stop! Hey, stop! So, undead ghost gangster in a in like a novelty grinning cat mask shows up and steals not ping and and runs away and then turns Hong Kong into a city filled with nothing but zombies and Chinese hopping vampires the just, the Gong Si. I can't. I just can't. If this wouldn't have been made into DLC, this would have made a great Jackie Chan film. Like they missed the boat for an epic yeah. Jackie Chan film right here. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, this this guy, uh, Smiley Cat, um, he's kind of a, a tragic comic villain. I'll put it that way. Oh, Hong Kong will fear the name Big Scar Wu. Big Scar Wu, damn it! Big Scar. I thought you were kidding about the smiley cat <laughs> no. thing. Well, the thing is, his name in his nickname in life when he was a gangster was Big Scar Wu. Yeah. But then the way he got killed is that uh, he he was like dumped into a grinder at the Smiley Cat Cat Food Factory. <laughs> so that's what everybody in the the underworld calls him, and he doesn't help the situation because he always wears a fucking Smiley Cat mask. So, yeah, wait, why would you do that if that if you didn't want... Ah, uh, fuck it. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> He's dumb. Ghosts. Where is she? You have bigger problems than her, you shit. Nobody messes with Big Scar Woo and gets away with it. Never heard of him. Smiley cat. Yeah. So, how come whenever there are ghosts in games, they all have to have that weird echo? So, you know, they're ghosts when you play them on podcasts. <laughs> it oh, wouldn't good. be very clear otherwise. Good. Yeah, yeah. you're right. They're supposed to have uh, ethereal reverb, right. I guess. Right, 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 right. But go ahead. The underworld is super echoey. It's just <laughs> a giant is. giant box. Yeah, it's a giant echo chamber. They just get used to talking that way. Or yeah. maybe maybe they just develop the echo as a way to cancel out the existing echo. Mm. So then when they come to Earth, it's just like, oh, God, your voice is really echoey. What the hell? But uh, Smiley Cat is dangerous, not just because he leads an army of vampires and shit, but because he knows Wei Shen's secret. Who better to destroy a triad than its own members? But then, you knew that already, didn't you, Officer Shen? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Boy, when the triad find out from this ghost cat mask <laughs> yeah. man that <laughs> Wei Shen is a traitor, uh-huh. they're totally gonna believe that the ghost shit's gonna <laughs> hit the fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, it's not like he has anything to gain by saying a, a red pole boss is a... I got nothing. 
He's a cop. Whatever. Um, uh, yeah, the, 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 the zombies and the vampires are not your only enemies in here. You've also got demons who are about as foul-mouthed as Smiley Cat is. Where's Ponytail? What kind of name is that? You humans have the most fucked up names. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty awesome. They're kind of short as, as these DLCs go. And uh, most of it just sort of amounts to running around with a wooden sword, slashing and stabbing at monsters. So. Why a wooden sword? <clears throat> because it's it's a Taoist wooden sword. It's uh, <laughs> it's symbolic and has power against. Uh, moving on. <laughs> the one thing about wooden sword though is it won't make this list, but in Japan for Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, there was DLC where Raiden would wield a wooden sword that had the voice of Snake. What? And I think it was kind of breaking, but I couldn't tell. But it never came out in America because they couldn't—they didn't know who to like use for the voice. They, like David Hayter wasn't wasn't Snake at that point. Wooden sword. Yes, that was pretty good. Swing yeah. me around, Raiden. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when you grip my handle. It's <laughs> a pretty good snake. That was really good. <laughs> Thank you. Number three. Have them both beheaded, along with a score of citizens, taken at random. As an example to all. Random citizens? Isn't that rather harsh, Your Majesty? Harsh, sir? Is it harsh to defend our freedoms? Is it harsh to extinguish those who would enslave us? Mr. Franklin, I suggest you examine your commitment to the cause, sir. Yes. Yes, of course, Your Majesty. Your Majesty, oh, uh, know, George I Washington. I know what this one is. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Tyranny of King Washington. Yes, uh, Assassin's Creed Three, Tyranny of King Washington, episode something. I don't know. I'm not going to differentiate. <laughs> this is true cannon breaking DLC because yes. you can sink ships that have cannons on them. Oh! And if you sink a ship with a cannon on it, the cannon will break. That's right. I completely forgot about the <laughs> the naval segment. Well, but, King um, Washington. Yeah. So, Tyranny of King Washington, a uh, series of three DLC episodes where Connor just suddenly wakes up in a strange alternate history. And Zio's still alive for a little while, and it's so sad. Yeah, his mom's still alive. <laughs> Everything is all wrong here. All of this should not be. You should not be. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. He, he retains his memories of the real world. He doesn't understand why he's there, and everybody's like, well, what are you talking about? What do you mean? We never had a successful revolution, except for the one that installed Washington as king. <laughs> so does this DLC start with his mom waking him up? Well, it does start with him waking up, I think. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's a, an homage to the Back to the Future movies, where like, a common thing was Marty waking up and his mom... Or someone who sounds like his mom waking him up. Hmm. And then he'll find out, like, oh, no, it's my great-great-grandmother waking me up. Or it's my mother in alternate 1985 where she has uh, breast implants. Oh, right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or it's 1955 and my mom's in love with me. Ew. Ew. It's a great sci-fi trilogy. It is. It yeah. is. Really heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs> but tune if King Washington. Anyone else play this besides Anne? Nah. Okay. Nah. Well, you missed the fuck out. Because okay. uh, yeah, it's, you get crazy animal powers. You do. I was about to say that. And you can fly. You can. You, you can summon wolves and turn into a, an eagle, and then you get bear power. And, and you and you can you can. I don't. I don't know. What is the bear power like? You don't actually turn into a bear. I think you just like stomp, and it sends yeah, everybody flying. Well, yeah, you can. You 
that you get really strong. Do you maul? PCP makes you strong. Strong. Do you maul George Washington at a certain point? You're just like, <laughs> I'm gonna go bear form. Like I'm tired mm. of this. You're watching it now, man. Tired of this shit. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna maul you right now. That's gonna happen. I wish because you know Washington's just marching around dressed like fucking Napoleon or something, spouting off lines like this. I sometimes despair of our project. I question my abilities and my strength. But with you two at my side, I believe we will bring liberty to this country. We will bring it with fists of iron. Fists of iron. Yak yak yak. We will punch the shit out of everyone. <clears throat> So does this evil George Washington have, like, black hair or a white goatee or something? No, there's nothing to mark him as, like, evil George Washington mm. doppelganger. I was going for a curly mustache. That's yeah. what I would have liked it. Mm. Well, no, all Mirror Universe guys wear the, have, the, have the goatee. Yeah. Mm. But you do get some insight into what is wrong with him from, of all people, Benedict Arnold. Oh, okay. Oh, good Washington. old Benedict. He's gone mad, you. You have to bring him down. He's no more a man but a monster. Find Benjamin Franklin in Boston. Uh, he can help you. Oh. The apple turns him crazy. <laughs> yep. He's, He's more man apple. now than machine. So Benedict <laughs> Arnold is the good guy in this? Well, not really. He's he's a bad guy, and then you kill him, and he's like, oh, what have I been doing? Uh, oh, I'm awake now, gone? but bleeding to death. <laughs> oh, no. What horrible, horrible things! What a what a terrible cause I've I've helped bring about, and <laughs> and it's it's great. Like I, I think it it gets really good in the third episode, where you actually go to um, crap. Where is the third episode set? Is it New York or Boston? New York. I think yeah, I think it's New York. But he's basically Washington has built a gigantic like golden ziggurat. Uh, atop which he rules the world or, or tries to rule the world but he gives this speech which is crazy we shall invade her shores and irrigate her fields with blood English bones shall provide grist for her mills and her people shall become our slaves each of you shall profit from the sweat of their labors our nation shall rise to its proper place as the greatest of all the most sovereign kingdom, the United States of America. Yo, yeah. dog, that's fucked up. America. We do America. That. America. Can we do that for real, please. Just invade yeah. our darkest yeah. enemy, England. Yes. And irrigate the fields with their blood. Damn, dude. That would have been a really calm your idea. shit. My fields are woefully un. Unbloody, uh, unbloodied, unbloodied, and unirrigated. Mm-hmm. So, George Washington, <laughs> listen, man, you got a lot yeah. of a country left here. There's a whole western part of this country. Yeah. Seriously, maybe, just go chill over maybe there. Go for yeah, yeah, we got this thing called Manifest Destiny. You may have heard of. There's a big ass ocean in your way, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. consider that. It's much easier. Like, if you want to just kill a shit ton of people to do it the historically accurate way, yeah. just steamroll <laughs> west. Jesus <laughs> Uh, but I mean, this is uh, spoiler alert. This is like one of the few ent- uh, entries on this list that are actually canon. Like they break canon, but they're canon outside of that. In that, th- there's a framing device in uh, Tyranny of King Washington where you find out that this whole thing is a vision brought about by the Apple, uh, and it's shared by both Washington and Connor, and it's just kind of like a 
Washington asking the question, what if I use the apple to seize power? And it's like, well, it'd go down like this. And so, yeah. So it doesn't really break canon. It, it's kind it, of an extension yeah. of canon. I guess it's sort of like a dream where they wake up at the end. It's basically any Marvel <laughs> yeah. what if comic. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, that's what a lot of these are. They're what yeah. if DLCs. But, you know, what if a bunch of vampires were strutting around the streets of Hong Kong isn't really that compelling a question, so we call it cannon-breaking instead. <laughs> but, I mean, that's why we didn't include... Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but... I mean, that's why we didn't include uh, Burial at Sea. Mm. Because it's... Yeah, because not, not really spoil anything. It's, it kind of fits in the canon. I'm not going to say why, yeah. but... Yeah. And and obviously why we didn't include Blood Dragon because that that just said fuck yeah. canon. That's not so much Woo! canon breaking as canon ignoring. It's yeah. a different <laughs> game built with the same engine. <laughs> same game, painted assets. Exactly. <laughs> like literally, uh, just the sky is painted purple. <laughs> so, so much. Neon. And if nobody had the word purple mountain or the the. The strapline Purple Mountain's Majesty under a review, like they missed an opportunity. <laughs> I guarantee yeah. you that did not happen. Oh, lame. Anyway. Number two. Every pirate night, folks in New Marais go certifiably apeshit. They put on costumes, build big old bonfires in the streets, and dance around them till sunup. Me and my boy, we were there for the last one. We couldn't even get a beer. Before folks started howling out for help from beneath the church. Ooh. Anybody want the church? Anybody want a gay ass? Well, I know what it is. <laughs> Should I say? Yeah, because these two aren't saying anything. Oh, it's Festival it? of Blood. Oh, yes. For wow. Infamous 2. Infamous ah. Festival of Blood. I would have guessed what number one is. So. That's I, too. You, yeah. yeah, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think most... Uh, I would have been a canon-ruining guess. Cause I mm, would've, would've yeah, but been. this this yeah. wouldn't have... This, that dialogue doesn't fit. That's Zeke. Yeah, yeah. Zeke from Infamous. He's, he's Cole McGrath's best buddy. Mm. This is another one that's sort of non-canon within canon in that uh, Festival of Blood, which was technically not DLC if you want to split hairs. It was a standalone episode. But it yeah. the story is uh, a story that he's telling... To a girl at a bar while he's waiting for, for Cole to come show up. Long story short, Cole goes to help those people underneath the church and gets bitten by vampires. Cole's a conduit. He's superhuman. And his blood, whew, it did the trick. And her bite was like a pit bull with syringes for teeth. The more she drank, the prettier she got. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Who are they talking about? I hear they named a cocktail after me. The Bloody Mary. Oh, God, I hate that name. Worse yet, it's served with breakfast. When was it ever acceptable to drink before five in the afternoon? When indeed. I'm pretty sure it's noon now, so... Mm. Yeah, it's got to be noon somewhere, am I right? Am yeah. I right, guys? It's 420 somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Not all so, Michael, fun fact. I was going to go to the Festival of Blood this year. Really? Yeah, I was down to In the, New Marais? Yeah, it was that or Mardi Gras. So, uh, you know, I yeah. went with the more fun one. Mm. But Festival of Blood, well, number, number I two. I think that we have very different opinions on what would be fun. <laughs> and did you go to the Festival of Blood? I would have. Did, okay. like, did you, like, go to the if Bourbon the Street Festival of Blood with frat boys screaming, Show me your blood! And then, like... They throw blood at people. Show me your veins! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
you know, it was no more, you know, worse than the most years. Just as much uh, like, crazy fluid going around. It was gross. Uh, I don't want to talk about uh, it. Uh, it was scary. It was like a guar concert, but fluid. It was like a guar. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice work in guar into there. Yeah, yeah. thank you, yeah. thank you. <laughs> so yeah, Gross. Festival of Blood. Uh, it, it takes place in like a smallish chunk of New Marais that's been made over to be all like festive, and there's people with glowing beads and giant balloons that you can hop around on and shit. But long story short, Cole gets turned into a vampire and has until sunup to kill the what is it again and he has to like kill a bunch of vampires and then kill the queen vampire yeah, he has bloody to kill mary the woman who who turned him right and and then he can be human again if he does that because that's Sana. how it works because you know it's not like it's really cool to be able to turn into a swarm of bats and fly everywhere in an infamous game why would i want to do mm-hmm. that yeah man i had so much fun with those powers though mm-hmm. but they come at a terrible price cold and drunk or dry Choose to do it. Instinct had taken over. But her blood was now on his hands and in his veins. Such great writing. Yeah. Eh. On his hands and in his veins. So I like so my blood. What? If you gotta, if you gotta <laughs> kill a couple people yeah. to have sick ass powers, then who cares? Yeah, that part was actually kind of fun. I'm just running around, just draining people at random. No more stupid like, moral choices. It was. It was like they're like, oh, wait, remember when we were competing with Prototype? Yeah, let's just, like, do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. People, are people are food now. <laughs> people are food. <laughs> it's so much fun, though. I, yeah, I felt no remorse when I killed people and, and took yeah, all well, of their blood. Yeah, well, you're not supposed to. It's like, well, that's what the game is, so, yeah, I, I feel no remorse whatsoever. I feel nothing. Come on. I read Dracula. I know how this works. And yet you're still killing vampires. Dracklers. Right Dracklers. Hmm. Killing Dracklers with... Who what? reads Dracula? Nobody. That, this guy's lying then. That guy read... You read Cole Dracula? McGrath read Dracula. Yeah. Very strange story. He read Bram Stoker's Dracula and didn't just watch like the umpteen movie adaptations. <laughs> mm, yeah. Just finished yeah, See, that if book. that cutscene was me, I would say, I've seen Monster Squad. I know how this works. <laughs> That's the only thing I've seen with, 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 with vampires in it. Well, Honestly, what is what is his weapon? It's like an iron cross with a shard of pine on it, or something that he like uses to stab yeah, vampires. It's weird, I don't even remember. Yeah. I have I haven't played it since it came out, and I got a code yeah. for it. Like, but it's Ooh. like you know, what if a superhero became a vampire? We think it goes something like this. You know, it's weird with vampires and games. Uh, so vampires, at least Bram Stoker's Dracula, are not uh, hurt by sunlight. Like, Dracula can be out during the day. Huh. So, it's like, it's a little weird. I don't know. I don't know where that misconception came from. Phil. Are you a vampire? Phil. Yeah. That That's how say? I know. Dave, have you seen me during the day? Yes. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah well, I've that would make I've a lot of sense. sparkle yeah. during the day. Yes, Dave. Can you be captured on film? Uh, yes. Can people see you in mirrors? No. Oh. Well, it, that's a weird. <laughs> isn't it Nosferatu, like, the first film where the vampire dies at the end by sunlight? Sure, I don't remember. I don't know. Okay. Because Nosferatu, what, they just couldn't get the rights to Dracula. I yeah, believe. pretty much. Yeah. So they they just made it the same story, but with different character names. Nosferatu. And also, uh, yeah, Count Orlock is not very sexy. Mm, no, He's just sort of creepy looking. <laughs> I don't In know. In Monster Squad, they hurt uh, the vampire with garlic pizza. 
That's true. They put it on his face what and yeah. burned it. What the fuck him. is Monster Squad? <laughs> I tell you what. It's, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to explain it to the under 30s here. Uh, it was a monster movie. Like, I guess it was mid-80s. It was basically like Ghostbusters meets Lost Boys meets Universal oh, Stable of Monsters. Meets the Goonies. No yeah. joke. I think that it's sitting... Chris, it's, Chris yes. has the Blu-ray. Yeah. Like, sitting on top of my stack of albums. Yeah, how do you spend this much time in Chris Antista's apartment and not know what Monster Squad is? Yeah. No, it's all coming to me now. I haven't seen it, but... Oh, it's a glorious movie. What was it, like, 1987 or something? Yeah, I think, yeah, so, yeah, Goonies was 85, and then they're they're like, we need another movie with crazy kids going on an adventure together. Let's put some monsters in it. So a bunch of kids fighting Dracula, the Wolfman, Frankenstein, um... Yeah, Frank yeah. Sands and a good guy. And the monsters lose? Wait a second. No, yeah, the monsters lose. I think they, they read what? a book, and uh, the monsters are like, oh, you've captured us with the power of imagination. Yeah. No, nice. they, they read a spell aloud, <laughs> and a magic vortex appears in the sky and sucks up all the monsters, just like in real life. Yeah. Reading Rainbow Dumb. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh, here's a sound. What kind of badass is a vampire? I mean, being able to turn into a big old flock of bats and things like that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and I can eat a lot of bugs. Like, crazy fast. It's awesome. I'm sure they'll make me comment. Uh, man, the vampire sense is tingling. Vampire sense tingling after... My vampire sense awfully awful. <laughs> Fuck, I can't talk. <laughs> I give Your up. vampire sense awful! <laughs> My vampire sense awful! Awful vampire sense, Anne. Uh, Never be talk. vampire again. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know vampires. In, uh, vampire powers in games, like what do we think? Uh, Castlevania, Lords of Shadow Two, you can be a rat. Do we think that is indicative of vampire powers? Yes, it is. Folklorically, it is indicative of vampire powers. Do you like getting stomped out and killed by wires? Is that? Uh, do you get stomped out? Yeah, you can, I think you oh, can get. Oh well, yeah, but like they they just stomp on a few of your rats, but it doesn't actually kill you or hurt you. Oh, okay. Because I think I think if you die, your consciousness just transfers to another to a new rat. rat. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That game is weird. It's strange. Yeah. You're super powerful, except against things like electricity. Yeah. Well, you're also describing <laughs> my least favorite part of the game, which is all the stealth <laughs> <know>. segments. <laughs> yeah. As we've discussed, you and I at length, the stealth segments in that game are fucking awful. Not fun. I like everything else, but I'm apparently in the minority there. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah. saw that. Yeah. 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 Anyway. <laughs> Anywho. Ain't nothing. I've seen husbands eating wives, mothers eating sons, graves popping open and the undead rising up. It sure as shit is something. Oh, boo hoo! I love this yeah. DLC. This, this is the DLC that kind of kicked off this entire trend. <laughs> it was so good. It was Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare. And it was, I remember, like, when it came out, it was just bizarre. Like, you're doing what exactly? You're. Releasing a whole episode about zombies, but it worked so yeah, well. Yeah, it was beautiful, and this was before. Like, I, I think you could call this like part of the zombie trend on the upswing. Like, this was before zombies became obnoxiously ubiquitous in every fucking aspect of pop culture. And what I, well, I loved pretty much everything about this DLC, but what I really loved was it wasn't just zombies. There were a ton yeah. of crazy mythological creatures that you could find in the wild. Yeah, like out, if you're out in Mexico, uh, there's chupacabras. chupacabra. Yeah. Um, it had like this great surf rock soundtrack, which was totally inappropriate. Oh my God, it was so good though. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, and uh, 
was it uh, capturing the the four horses of the apocalypse yep. and then the uh, the unicorn? Yeah, that's roaming out somewhere. That was pretty so good. So were these creatures scarier than the ones that were in Red Dead Redemption because of glitches? Oh, good. Like, no, yeah. no, no. I think I think the uh, the hawk with the model of a, a human yeah. being was pretty. pretty <laughs> I did not yeah, see that. They, they, if you look on, flying away in yeah, weird shit like that. If you look on YouTube, there's like oh, a bunch God. of instances of like human models, but with animal behavior mapped to them. So, <laughs> yeah, there's like uh, this woman who just sort of is is slumped over with her hands pointing toward the ground, and she like twists her head at weird angles and brays like a donkey. Oh there's, no! There's a, a guy who just like flies around by flapping his, his arms <laughs> with, his, with his legs hunched up under him. <laughs> yeah. It's creepy as fuck. That's so cool. I uh, wish I'd run into the, that stuff firsthand, but no, I only ever saw people's YouTube videos. Yeah. But this DLC, uh, mm-hmm. what happens is Marston's wife and his son get bit, right? Yes. And he locks them up to make sure that nothing happens to them. He's like, I'm going to go find a cure. Yep, and he leaves them with this speech. Jack, be kind to your mother. Abigail, teach the boy right from wrong. Stop biting chunks out of people. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great life lesson. Yeah, Yeah, but it's it's kind of hilarious, just the tone of the DLC, because, like, it's super dark, Marston's super serious, and then, like, other people are just taking it in really ridiculous ways. Like you meet Seth, and he's like hanging out with his buddy Moses, oh, who, yeah. who he killed, I think, or who, who and betrayed he's now him. A zombie. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, for whatever reason, I like, like him better this way. Yeah, Moses never attacks him. Seth never gets attacked by zombies, and he's just completely laissez-faire about. It. I was like, you know, the 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 sound I played at the beginning of this entry, like he's just like, ah, this ain't nothing. <laughs> It sure as fuck is something. But basically, like, a lot of the early stuff is you're going through these towns trying to find where this thing started. And mm-hmm. in each town, you can, like, save people who are still there and sort yeah. of free the town of zombies. Like, you have to find missing people. And I think what you have to do, it's been a while since I've played this, but you have to purify the cemeteries. Yeah, and then they, the, ta- the townspeople set up, like, outposts in the town, so then that town is kind of clear? Is that... Yeah, I think I think it's clear for a while. For like a it while. can It can fall back under zombie contamination, but... Yeah, once once you clear the graveyards, which you is can basically go and like use the shops. And yeah, you like you just wander into the graveyards, and then you have to fight off waves and waves yeah. of zombies, and then there's like a head zombie or zombie queen or something yeah. that pops out. Yeah, we elected Steve. We elected Steve the Zombie King. Hey, Steve, <laughs> you want to get in here? I think there's a guy shooting us. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> a blur. I said a blur. <laughs> John Marston, blur. But again, and like you said, there it's not just zombies. There's a bunch of mythological creatures mm-hmm. populating the land, including one that people really wanted to meet in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I've seen a lot of strange things recently, but no Sasquatch running around here. Nor no place else. They, they're made up. There's Sasquatches every place, cowboy. They're nastier than your mother-in-law with a bad case of that virus. Yeah, them Sasquatches. Oh, mother-in-law <laughs> joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so traumatized. I can't make a joke right now. <laughs> Squatch watch. <laughs> Welcome to Squatch watch. Sasquatches are real. I won a million dollar prize on the TV for finding one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but then you they, they are real and uh, you you're commissioned to go and hunt them down so you're killing them one by one Aww. and then you finally meet one and he just sort of is standing around under a tree and you go up and talk to him shoot me human shoot me oh I will you foul creature of the night you'll be granting me peace why's that keep you from eating more babies what in the name all the traits are you talking about, human? Yeah, John Marston thinks that the Sasquatches are eating babies, so he goes around killing them. Ew, dicks. And then they, they, the Sasquatches. eating toddlers. The last Sasquatch is just depressed to the point of being suicidal, like, some maniac's been killing all my friends. And he doesn't quite put two and two together that, like, <laughs> some maniac is the guy who's about to shoot him. <laughs> what I think is great is that. I understand how the zombies come into play with this virus, but why are there suddenly all these mythological creatures? Like, where did they come from? Well, spoiler, uh, I think what happened... I don't remember if that's explained, Toward the end of the game, who's the the weird general that you help install in Mexico in in Red Dead Redemption, the full game? Yeah, he basically, he steals a jade mask from from some Mayan ruins or something, and then that causes a zombie plague to spread and all these uh, things pop up. But it's kind of like a lot of people drew the conclusion, uh, especially from the end of the game, because it gets so dreamlike and weird that like this is actually John Marston in the afterlife. Like this is his purgatory. This is him being judged. I've heard this blamed on Mexicans, Jewish people, freed slaves, the federal government. Immigrants, the bad weather, now this. What's wrong with people? That's after he's confronted with the actual cause. But yeah, everybody has an opinion. Well, that's what everybody blames everything on. So. <laughs> well, I I don't blame anything on bad weather. I blame everything <laughs> else. I do. Actually, but... no, everything. I blame <laughs> everything on bad weather, and uh, uh, I'm going to say the federal yeah. government. Yeah. I do all yeah. the races. All the races that he said. Mm-hmm. That's what I put the blame yeah. on. Well, that's yeah. the 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 shop the the Jewish people one is like the the shopkeeper in uh, Armadillo who's like super racist in the main game and always talking about the Jews. Like he just like cranks it up to eleven. It's like you know who's making all these zombies? It's the Jews. <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Yep. And then then he's <laughs> apparently eaten by a bunch of Jewish zombies. I don't know. Oh but, shit! But that's re- not, yeah, that's this one where uh, Marston actually confronts him. He's like, "Have you ever met a Jewish person? I don't need to." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, undead nightmare. So you know, this is a, this is a trend. I just want to say that I hope I really hope continues. I think every great game should get a DLC that completely fucks with yeah. established canon and mm. takes place outside of it. And um, we didn't mention Blood Dragon, which we wanted to, because, again, uh, yeah. not so much canon breaking as canon ignoring, but I want to see more stuff like so that. So much fun, though. I want to see more studios take risks and put out, like, weird tongue-in-cheek horror-y DLC. Like, it's, it's so much fun. Yeah. It's better than, like, here's five more missions. Have yeah. fun. Here we, we cut these from the original game. But you can have them now. Yeah. Uh, for fifteen dollars. For fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well what was it? Um Metro uh Last Light. Like they there was that thing where they cut the, the Ranger mode, which is like the ultra hardcore mode that the real fans love. And a lot of people were upset like that it had to be DLC or it was like 
uh, there was a code for it with new copies of the game, something like that. But they said, like, well, we were under pressure from the publisher to put aside something for DLC, so we were trying to think, well, what can we do that's non-essential? And I guess this. <laughs> so, yeah. Boo. Boo. Publishers. Yeah. Come don't, on. don't cut shit out for DLC. Make something new for DLC. Make something wacky. Make something <laughs> stupid. Go for it. Do it's it. Like, it's like they they don't have anything really to lose with DLC as much. Like at this point, all of the cost has been well, really sunk. It's been time. sunk into the game. Oh, yeah, I guess you lose true. a little bit of time. Time and, and money. That time and money. Time even, is money. If it comes out being like super shitty, like as long as your main game is really strong, then have you really messed up? I don't know. I mean, if nobody buys it, then you fucked up. Think about it, America. Think about it. Mull that over. Mull that over, publishers. Put that in your smoke and pipe it. (laughs) Basically, you should be able to kill Hitler in every single DLC. Yes, yes. That's one thing that Sniper Elite did really well. Yeah. Let you kill Hitler. They put it in Sniper Elite 2, and they're bringing it back for the sequel. Nice. Which is nice. Once again, you can can shoot Hitler in the balls. Yes. X-ray cutaway. Watch Mm -hmm. his balls explode. Ah, my balls. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's that's two games I can think of. That and the... um, the last Midway NFL game, I forget what it was. It was like Blitz? NFL Blitz the League. Your nuts Blitz the League. can yeah. explode? Yes. Oh. In a really gross internal close-up. I thought you meant hit, killing Hitler. No, but, oh, that <laughs> like if I could think Kill of, star If I could think of three Hitler. more games where nuts explode in a gross close-up, like, we'd have a fucking list. Yeah. yeah. So that's this list, anyway. Uh, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Metal Gear. We're going to talk about Yaibo. We're going to talk about other shit. Stay tuned. Kids, it's me, the raccoon who lives under Chris's porch. How about that top five about cannon-breaking DLC? Uh, God, what the fuck are you nerds talking about these days? Cannon-breaking DLC. You want some cannon-breaking DLC for the video game Apocalypse Breaks? Okay. I'm the possum and I have smart and intelligent things to say. I'm not a complete waste of space. Is your mind blown yet? Oh, I should hope so. If it is, you can reward me by subscribing to Vigigame Apocalypse on iTunes, giving it five stars, which is really the only rating available, and it's the only one you should even consider giving. I know they show fewer stars than that, but if you touch any of them, live cobras will be sent to your house to destroy you. I'm not saying that as a threat. I'm just saying that as somebody who loves you and wants to warn you away from bad things happening. You can also buy stuff through the Amazon links on the site. Say you're going to buy some rat skulls through Amazon. You can you can go and click on one of the links for a movie or a book or something else that I like to chew on and buy your rat skulls there. Just just search for the rat skulls and the host will get a little cut of whatever you spend on those rat skulls, especially if you buy them from me. I inflate the price a lot. Be prepared to pay big. If, if you don't want to pay me for inflated priced rat skulls, you can tell a friend about the show, which is free. Or also free, uh, comment on the articles at VigigameApocalypse.com. Post on their forums. Tell the host what you do and don't like about the show. Again, as long as it's about them and not me. Because I'm a sacred cow and can't be touched. Sacred raccoon. Sorry. Uh, uh, finally, you can... You know I hate reading this part. I always hate reading this part. It causes me great pain, even when I say I'm over it. You know that deep down inside, it's eating at me. But... 
If you really want to break my heart while still supporting Vigi Game Apocalypse, you can go to store.lasertimepodcast.com and buy a shirt with that skull logo and make yourself into a walking billboard, which I will never approach in public on the rare occasions that I venture out without my giant robot disguise. Perhaps I've said too much. Anyway, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, how about that break that we haven't recorded yet, huh? That was probably pretty great. Yeah. Pretty uh, great. So it's our second segment, so let's just jump in with... These are the new releases, they are releasing new releases. These are the new releases, everybody cares. That's the worst song I've made. <laughs> so probably the biggest uh, multi-platform release this week. Metal Gear Solid Five: Ground Zeroes. The mm-hmm. biggest little release. Yeah. yeah. The biggest release that takes about an hour to play through. A standalone downloadable or disc episode, mm-hmm. uh, prequel to Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain. Dave, you and I both played this. Mm-hmm. What what was your takeaway from it? What did you think? Um, well, I, yeah, before anyone got to review it, the Game Informer had their cover story, and they said, like, yeah, we it took us, you know under two hours to play through the campaign yeah that was the shocker yeah and then that is true but you can get quite a bit out of this game if you want to i i i spent about four hours with it a little under four hours you spent a bit more Mm -hmm. i didn't get i didn't get everything done in my playthrough i didn't finish every i did finish the the, what you would call the core campaign Mm -hmm. um but there's four other uh, side missions that take place in the same area. Right. So, I mean, we can break these down. The core yeah. campaign, Ground Zeroes, is Snake infiltrating a thinly veiled parallel to Guantanamo Bay to rescue Chico and Paz, who are two characters introduced in Peace Walker. Yeah. And then when you finish that big climactic ending that bridges the gap from... Basically, it's bridging the gap from Peace Walker to Phantom Pain, and you find out, like, why Snake goes into a nine-year coma. Mm -hmm. You also have these... Once you finish that, it unlocks these four add-on missions. Um, The ones I played, let's see, uh, there's one where you have to hunt down two American snipers who are wanted dead after their involvement in Vietnam for whatever reason. Yeah. There's one where you have to skulk around blowing up anti-aircraft guns, mm-hmm. um, which was fun. And just like, hey, here's a bunch of targets. Go plant explosives on three of them. Oh, uh, missions change before you can leave. You have to blow up this armored vehicle. Oh, now there's uh, planes coming to bomb this place, so get the hell out of there. There's another one that's like really super action-packed where you're riding on a helicopter for yeah. most of it, and you're just sitting there shooting a machine gun at shit and uh, just... Blowing up jeeps, gunning down dudes, so you know pacifists need not apply. It's probably the most satisfying of the of oh, the, yeah. of the uh, side mm-hmm. missions. And you're you're rescuing a mysterious stranger, which adds to how awesome it. Yes, is. yes, it does. Uh, a couple couple other missions. I'm trying to remember. Uh, um, the one where you you have to find the two different dudes uh, and kill two. Guys, two random guys that you get like the dossier pictures of. Yeah, we and... we talked about that oh, one, the, the two oh. American snipers. But there is another one where you get a guy's dossier picture. And he's like an undercover soldier. You just oh. have to find him and grab him, and then he has a tape for you that has mm. some data on it. Yeah, yeah, lots of cassette tapes. Like there's there's this weird, really anachronistic vibe in everything that happens in this game. Yeah, like there's the technology. 
and that like Snake has what's called an idroid, and this yeah. is taking place in like 1974, 75. Yeah. He has an idroid, which is basically like an oversized walkie-talkie that can project a holographic map of his surroundings into thin air. Well, Japan actually had those back then. <laughs> it had <laughs> holographic so... projectors. Yeah, and he and yet he listens to things stored on cassette tapes and has like a little yep. Walkman built into his utility belt. And he can somehow mark soldiers with his binoculars. Yes, and they stay in his field of vision at all times. He can see them through walls. Yes. And yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff. And uh, especially in the, the add-on missions, like it talks a lot about how America wanted to build a black site as it transitioned to the from the Cold War to the War on Terror. And like... This is 1975. Like it establishes Vietnam is still going on, yeah. like in its final days when this is happening, and it's all about like extraordinary rendition at a black site for terrorism suspects. Like it's... this seems like something that would just make you so angry, Michael. <laughs> like this game would it's just historically make inaccurate. So angry. Well, I mean, I I have no idea what the fuck the CIA was doing at this time, but it does seem really anachronistic. It's like, this is a modern-day 2000s political allegory that's being set, you know, 40 years in the past for who knows what reason. The game itself, though, is a lot of fun. It's mm-hmm. you, you get a this big island that's not quite as big as it seems at first, and it's yeah. it's very open. It, it kind of has the same vibe as the, the tanker demo level from Metal Gear Solid 2, where... You're just kind of given this area, and like it is what it is, and you can do whatever you want in it. Like, I just kind of went GTA 3 for a little while. Like, oh, here's a big armored vehicle. Can I climb in there? I can. It has a cannon on it. I'm just going to do donuts in the middle of an airfield and blow the shit out of anyone who comes near me. This is kind of awesome. Okay, now I'm bored. I'm going to go back to sneaking (laughs) and using tranquilizer darts on people because that somehow negates the massive amounts of carnage I caused. But I, I will say that the one mission, the, the Ground Zeroes mission, it took me like over 80 minutes to play through yeah. the first time. The second time I started a game on hard and I got through it in about 34 minutes because it's not randomized at all. So once you know where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do, you can get through it very fast. And if you don't care about stealth and you're you're fine with killing whatever's in your path, you can just mow through that like very very quickly mm-hmm. so it, it's kind of what you get out of it is what you put in and there's a lot of possibility for experimentation i'm not how i'm not sure how rewarding that experimentation would be but if the object of this thing is to get me excited and get everyone else excited for metal gear solid 5 phantom pain i would say mission accomplished because i definitely wanted to play more afterward and but now you have to wait like two years. I do. I do. I mean, the oh, add-on God. missions are fun, but they're not that fun. And I'm not sure if I'm actually going to have the patience to go and find all nine patches to uh, unlock the special bonus missions. Well, by the time this yeah, game is the it'll, public... It'll be on YouTube, and then yeah. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll go do that in like 20 minutes. And yeah. Yeah. And it is strange that, that, that they unlocked the uh, console-exclusive content in a hmm. way that is pretty complicated like at the review thing that we were at nobody had unlocked any no. of the uh, exclusive missions which is strange well i mean you'd have to go through and find all nine patches yeah so. but like that like the other side missions are cool but 
wouldn't you want to put the one that's the most interesting in terms of like the concept? You think that's like, the one they'd right? want to put in our hands? Yeah. Yes. Like, hey, reviewers, try this out. But, yeah. Like, no, and you know, in the, in the context of like a a two to four hour review event, like that, mm-hmm. that's how we did this, and we played yeah. through it. And I feel like I saw everything except that, but I do kind of wish, like, you know, why didn't you have a save game with all of the patches found, and I could just try this out? Yeah, it's true. That's a little little bit of a shame, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one thing that disappointed me is like, uh, like something that they show in the trailer is that guy, uh, Skullface, is it? Yeah, Skullface. And, um, Good nickname. Yeah. Good uh, solid nickname. Even though you, very creative. It's not a skull. <laughs> it's plainly a face that's just burned really yeah. bad. They should call him burn, burn face. Burn face. Yeah. Burn face. Red skull. But it, uh, yeah, it is missing <laughs> like a Metal Gear Solid staple, which is there's no boss fight. That's true. Yeah, that's huh. true. There really isn't. I'm trying to remember. Well, there there is. I think if you fight like a tank, at, yeah. At bad. a certain point, like there's that APC that like shows up waiting for you outside a door, and you have to deal with that. Or, mm-hmm. but at that point, like I don't I don't want to spoil anything. But like at the final part of the game, like I just sprinted from the starting point to the extraction yeah, point. Like, yeah, I'm not going to stop and fight anything. I'm just going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but yeah, like that's what you expect from a Metal Gear game is like. A boss battle that will like almost like break the fourth wall and like mm-hmm. make you really think like how do I beat this thing? It's like a total mindfuck, and there's nothing like that in this. It's, no. But it's but I mean you do get a lot of background into what's going on if you pay attention mm-hmm. to like the little text only cutscenes that pop up at, at, like after the credits and things like it's yeah. There's a lot of mentions of Cipher, mm-hmm. which is uh, Major Zero's uh, intelligence group mm-hmm. and fans of Metal Gear might know that Zero is the founder of the Patriots and yeah. he's actually he was a good guy in Metal Gear Solid 3 but he's actually like one of the series biggest villains. Yeah. And I like what they did with the codec where it's if you're using the binoculars and pointing at something uh-huh. the whatever when you uh, hit I think it's L1 or yeah. the left bumper. Yeah, on, on Xbox One it was LB. Yeah. So yes. Uh, um, it will the person that you're talking to, I forget who, what his name is. Kazuhira Miller. Okay. Wait, was it? Yes. I thought it was, uh, like, it's supposed to be Otacon's dad. I don't think so. I don't know. That's a good point. I, th- I thought it was Miller uh, like, who's directing you in but, the field. But, but, yeah, the person that you're talking to, he, like, gives you context to the thing that you're looking at. So if you're, point- if you're pointing your binoculars at a... At a barrel, he'll say, like, that's an explosive barrel. Or if you're pointing at a soldier, he'll say, oh, that guy's just going this way. Like, just little things like that I think is really cool. It's, I mean, I don't think that we'll see Kodak, like, on yeah, the there, there's no or, there's, there's no static screen. There are no static screen. There's no long conversations. It doesn't yeah. even have, like, uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance had the long optional conversations. Yeah. So, do you guys have any questions? <laughs> yeah, I d- I, just one real, real quick one here. Otacon's father mm-hmm. is his name Papacon. No. <laughs> okay. No. Serious misstep there. It's something Emmerich. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I wanted Papacon, and I. What is the age difference between Snake and Otacon? Hmm. Well, this is this is Big Boss, Naked Snake. Right. And he's... I don't know what that means because, as I have said <laughs> many times, this he's is my Snake's big dad. Yeah. He's Solid Snake's dad. He looks the same okay. as Snake. They look and exactly talks the same as Snake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The whole gotcha. thing, Kiefer Sutherland's voice, he was just going, Meryl. Yeah. 
Metal Gear. <laughs> For an old guy, hmm. Snake's got like a really nice butt. Okay. Well, this was Duly still the 70s, <laughs> so he wasn't that old yet. I'm just saying, in past games. Uh-huh. Yeah, they don't have the... Um, He's had a nice butt. The Metal Gear Solid 4 thing where, like... Still trying to get this top five he, butts on. Old man ass. <laughs> like, you remember in... Uh, wasn't there a thing in Metal Gear Solid 4 where he would, like, dry hump the ground and, like, do, like, a little worm? Yeah, he sort of does the worm. Can you do that in 5? I don't think I did. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. well, you can you can... Go prone and crawl. Yeah, but, but not, I that, not to that level where it's just like, yeah. Like I wish well, that, you could see Dave's hands right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm doing the worm, and it doesn't They're just warming. sound like a second of silence as you <laughs> pantomime. But I, I think I think that had something to do with Snake's camouflage that That's he needed true. to do that. Like it's like it's a shimmy, so that it doesn't look like human movement. <laughs> Everybody's doing hand signs. <laughs> Flapping Did their you just say around. everyone's doing hand stuff? <laughs> hand signs. <laughs> this podcast took a turn for the yeah. weird. Everybody's doing <laughs> kinky weird hand stuff. Took a turn for the horrible. Hand Tyler! Stuff. Hand <laughs> stuff. I need an adult! Dave's doing hand stuff. I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> also out this week, Final Fantasy I, 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 10 and 10 2. I almost called it X and X2. HD remastered. X and X-Wing. Yes. HD remastered. This is something that only exists on uh, PlayStation, so you'll have to fill Mm -hmm. me in on what it is because I don't live in that world anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's just um, basically they went through and redid all of characters and cinematics uh, for Final Fantasy X, which coincidentally is my favorite Final Fantasy, uh, my favorite 3D Final Fantasy. Tisk. Um, yeah, I don't know. Seven can suck it. Um, but yeah, so what they did is they went in, like, redid all these character models. Um, and the only unfortunate part is the game, you only get 10 to as a download if you get the PS Vita version. Mm-hmm. Only 10 comes actually on the cartridge. You have to download 10 to. May not be a big deal for some. Are we still calling them cartridges? Yeah, what are they? What are, I don't know, like, game cards? Game, oh, game cards. Is cards. Game, yeah. game packs, spelled game. without a C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I'm working through that guy right now. The only thing you'll kind of notice with the game is uh, they, of course, didn't have time to go and redo every character in the game that you, that appears. So just the main characters have the very crisp, uh, very clean right. look to them. And other characters that you interact with still have, like, very flat faces. <laughs> so it looks... It's super weird so and they, super jarring. they just totally... They, they redesigned the models for the main characters? Yes. They, okay, so it's not just like, oh, they, they have HD textures on old school models. Well, okay. Is it a complete redesign? No. No, it's not like Titus is wearing a different costume than he wore uh, back then. Well, yeah, but, I mean, did they did they redo, like... Is it a current-gen model instead of the PS2 Gen 1? Like, it's it's the PS2. Does he have more polygons? My God, he's got more polygons. More polygons for everyone. Um, yes, polygon count, yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, some other cool stuff that they do there is they include this audio drama called Final Fantasy Will, mm-hmm. which I don't know where they got mm-hmm. that from. But uh, short for Will I Am. For Will, yeah. <laughs> They actually have Black Eyed Peas music mm-hmm. uh, play over it. No, um, and, it, and it basically creates 
what would have happened if they would have put some serious thought into Final Fantasy X to, like, this is what would have came out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's very well written. I won't, I'll, it's, won't spoil it for anyone. You can go and listen to it for yourselves. But one of the main characters has a daughter, and it follows that daughter, and it's really, really super cool. Um, so again, so to- it's also like a what if DLC, and what if, what if Final Fantasy X two had not been crappy? Yes, <laughs> yes, and didn't have just women changing costumes. We talked oh, about that on the show before. Over sexualized, yeah, shenanigans. But um, you know, I think what people are really going to pay for here is Final Fantasy X remake, and then you just get ten two as a side thing. Yeah. Which, if you think of it that way, great, good stuff. Yeah, cool. I have a history of not really being interested in Final Fantasy, but that's pretty cool. Mm. Like, so yeah. it's, Final um, Fantasy, I have heard fi- the tenth one is what I've heard is one of the good ones. So I like Yay, it. Plus, I like Final Blitzball. Yeah, totally. How are the like the trophies? Is there two different platinum trophies? Do you know? Or oh, great question. You know, I don't even know what the trophies. Things have been popping up, but when you play stuff on debug mm-hmm. i haven't connected my accounts uh. so like i don't even get the trophies hmm. so i'm doing this for funsies the, the well, whole... i'm, I'm kind of curious because i had to write something for ps or ptom back in the day Way bef- back when. before i joined the staff that uh they had me write like a series of trophies we just made up for ps2 games that you can go and play uh-huh. and, and like one of them was a really obvious one, like get a time of zero minutes and zero seconds on the Chocobo race. Yes, and I'm I'm wondering if that was made into a trophy. I'm sure it that seems was like made. an easy one. I'm sure that was made into a trophy. Yeah. All the stuff I did was like surface level challenges that people were writing about online. Spoiler: I broke I broke controllers because of that oh, that man. stupid Chocobo race. Oh, and my you gosh. didn't even get a trophy for it back in the day. I know, it was meaningless. You- you just got, like, part of a special... It wasn't even the full special weapon. They're like, hey, we'll give you one-third of a special weapon. So, uh, like, that's that's fun. Now uh, go do that for your other seven characters in your party. Yeah, one of the other thirds, you have to pick a character to die, and one of the other ones, you have to mail away for it. It takes six to eight weeks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, let's see, dodging lightning was in there 200 times. Also super frustrating. Uh. But to get the legendary weapons was just a pain in the butt. And it's still a pain in the butt. They didn't fix that. So, just hmm. so you know. So, no pain in the butt sequences not repaired. No, still there. Still there, still pain in the butt. Hmm. All right. Also out this week, Yaiba Ninja Gaiden Z. Yaiba. Yaiba. You just started yeah. playing Yikes, this uh, today, like Dave. Yeah, I've only I've only put like probably two, a little over two hours at this point. I am not having a whole lot of fun so uh, far. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it, so it's um, a spinoff. I don't know if it's canon ruining or canon changing. I don't, I don't know. It's it's a different character who's got some sort of weird vendetta against Ryu. Yeah, Hayabusa because he killed him. Yeah. So yeah, it, the the game is about this guy Yaiba trying to hunt down. Hayabusa, um, but in the process, I will avenge myself. Yeah, but in the process, he has to hunt down other people uh, to find out where mm-hmm. Hayabusa is. And he's has like his day job to to uh, he, his body was repaired and to pay it off, he has to fight a bunch of zombies. Yeah, and yeah, the world is overrun with zombies, and um, it's it's it is action hack and slash adventure type game. It's. Um, it's a little bit looser. I would no. I, I 
in terms of like he has a, like an up close attack and like a kind of a chain ish attack mm-hmm. it kind of feels a little bit like god of war except god of war is good <laughs> yes this Burn. is like i mean i you know uh this isn't my final judgment yet i i'm only in the end of the second of like eight chapters at this point um it really doesn't look good it looks what like it looks terrible for a game that's at the end of a console generation like it's supposed to be this cartoony style but it's like it's like weirdly oversaturated and uh the effects look terrible like water effects look crap fire effects look crap um camera will get in the way all the time you can't move the camera there's like two separate camera angles you can choose and they both kind of suck um yeah the combat just never feels really all that good so far at least um combat can get frustrating you'll like fight a group of like a dozen enemies and they get like sequentially harder and then it turns out the checkpoint was at the first one so if you die at like the 10th or 11th one you'll get shot all the way back it's oh, fun that's yeah. always great design yeah, and there's no um <sighs> there's no difficulty levels at least the first time you play through hmm. so uh you can't be like oh i'll just shoot the difficulty down a notch I don't know. I, the one thing about the game that really struck me, especially like the first time I played it at E3, mm-hmm. was it's sexualized, but in really kind of like a thirteen-year-old. Yeah, it's like, just like, like, there's something like really crass about it. Like this makes Dragon's Crown look like super classy. Yeah, <laughs> like like it's. I mean, and it's it's kind of Yeesh. funny, yeah. but like in a really miscalculated way. Yeah, like there's that joke that was in the E3 demo where. Like, oh, you throw a zombie behind the wheel of this pickup truck or this diesel or semi truck, and then it goes up this ramp and like crashes into this uh, lingerie store. The logo for which it's just marked by like these two women's legs sticking up off the roof. Yeah. And when the the truck crashes into the building, the legs just sort of spasm upward because Mm -hmm. it goes right between them. Ha ha. It's like a woman's getting fucked. Um, oh and then a, there's a rain of panties, which is sort of funny, and that the hero yeah. stands around in it laughing. And yeah, well, that, that, that was probably one of the most clever parts. It was like yeah. right afterwards, this guy comes and attacks him, and he says, "You ruined my panty party." Mm. And we, but even then, I was like, "That's yeah. stupid." Like it's just they make a lot of dumb sex jokes, and uh, the guy's just crude, and he's mean, and it's just crude. Like, that's the word I was looking uh, for. Yeah. It's like this isn't even yeah. It's like the crude. Funny. It's just dumb. Yeah. It's like that uh, caveman movie. It's like the caveman movie. The crude. <laughs> oh, no. okay. Uh, it, but it's like I feel like things are capable of being both crude and funny at the same. Like No More yeah. Heroes was crude, yeah. but it was also funny. But this isn't. So this, this isn't is like. Not. There are certain kind of kinds of crude that I can laugh along with, and yeah. this is the sort of crude that's like, oh, you really, you really feel this way. Yeah. Oh, oh, um, like South yeah. Park, that makes like that, that that makes jokes that push the envelope, but yeah. they're, <laughs> they're boy does it. <laughs> but it works because you're invested that's in the character because it's funny. I think the yeah. difference is Yaiba isn't really funny. It's funny, and the characters are ones that you can connect with. Mm-hmm. But this is like a jerk who yeah. says. Like sexist. Take a suck. Yeah, and he's like, so like that the, doesn't even work as a thing. It, Wait, yeah. what did you say? Take a suck. 
Take a suck. It's like that Take was, a su- I'm gonna start using it. What's, what's the context for that? Can you, it was in the trailer. He's like in the yeah, in the trailer he's talking to his uh his handler over okay. the radio. Yeah. Ah, take and a he's suck. Like, take a suck. Yeah, so like the okay. that, show yeah. me your tits over the radio. <laughs> he sort of has this uh codec in the corner that pops up every once in a while. And his like his handler, the person that talks to him, tells There's him where to go. He's a cute anime girl. Yeah, and she's basically like it's a uh, like breasts and then like a face like a little uh-huh. further behind, and, like, <laughs> as you do, like oh, a librarian, so sexy librarian type. And it's, yeah, and he just like he like makes these crude passes at her, and it's like I don't like you as a character, Yaiba. So shut mm-hmm. up. Yeah, <laughs> I I just thought it was weird that like in it. Especially like last E three, like at a time when the game's press, especially, is twisting itself yeah. into knots over what is and isn't sexist and you know, what is and isn't acceptable humor. It's like you're going with this, yeah. Really? It's just stupid. But, like, I mean, you have to think this is a Japanese game. Things are a yeah. lot different over there, and that's yeah. not like it's not a jab. It's not really anything. It's just. Yeah, but that's Japanese. Maybe that's don't part of the problem. Kind of maybe it's not. It's it's not saying anything. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's just like, ha! It's it's funny when panties rain. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. There's like way too many cooks in the kitchen for this one. Yeah, too. I don't it's, know. It's Techno I don't know. I haven't seen enough to really have an opinion. Yeah. It just strikes me as a little bit uh, a little yeah. bit icky. I don't know. Yeah, it it's just it's stupid. The like the at least for like the the. The script and the story is trying to tell is stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like it's actually when it's trying not to be too clever, like that. That's when it's at, at its best. Like little things, like you can like kill a clown zombie, and mm-hmm. then you can rip off its arms, and then you have nunchucks that are clown arms. So when you hit your enemies with the clown arm nunchucks, rainbows fly out. Oh. Just little what like. The fuck? Just I was hoping thing. for a squeaky noise, but that's even better. Yeah. I love that rainbows come out. Yeah, it, like the weapons are actually kind of cool. That I'll, I'll give it that much. Um, you can rip parts off of like most of your enemies and use them as weapons. Hmm. You know, at a certain point, I'm sure you're, when you're making these games, you're like, "Oh man, like this is gonna not like we've crossed a line here." Yeah. Like. Well, if we've crossed it, if we've gone this far, like, yeah. let's just make it as crazy as we can and, like, hope we get some demographic that's like, mm-hmm. you have to play this game, it's so crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. The other thing, you know, commenting on this stuff, like, I'm I'm terrified I'm coming off as a prude. That's not what I want no. to do I, at all. Like, I... When make it, make it as crass as you want. Just make it funny. I know you well enough to know that you're not a prude. You know me yeah. well enough, but do the listeners know me? Well I'm pretty sure after like six or seven yeah. years with you, they know you well <laughs> enough to know you're not a prude. But like d- dumb, cute little things like that. Like there's another part where you um, you throw a zombie into the driver's seat of a of a steamroller, mm-hmm. and it has to like knock down a wall that you need to pass. Yeah. So it's like slowly driving towards the wall, mm-hmm. and another zombie walks in the way, and the other zombie, like the zombie driving the steamroller, is like doing the like get out of the way. Yeah, he's like, actually he's- motioning at the other. And zombie. I'm like, that's funny. and the other zombie's like, just staring. Yeah, at him. And yeah, that that bit was funny. Okay. Yeah, but then he says like he talks about his boner to, and the Yaiba talks about his boner over the codec, and I'm like, yeah. This isn't Dumb. funny. This is this is like man. I have maybe the maybe that's the problem. Maybe right it's now. like I'm having terrible flashbacks to myself trying to awkwardly hit on women at yeah. fourteen. 
telling everyone to just take a suck. Uh-huh. Yeah, come on. I'm interested in sex, therefore everybody else is all the time. Would you like to take a suck? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> please take, take my suck, please. <laughs> oh, I'm ever so awkward. Oh. Oh, uh, God. Uh, 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 so, I don't know. Okay. You're you're only two levels in at this point. Yeah. It has potential. Maybe. Yeah. I don't we'll know. We'll see on Tuesday. The buzz yeah. is terrible. Yes. Speaking of terrible buzz, uh, Infamous Second Son is also coming out at the end of this week. I haven't played any of it yet, but I'm excited to. I will be this weekend. So I by... played a little bit at New York uh, a few months ago. It was only like yeah? 20 minutes. But... What did you think? It was a lot of fun. It uh, most of what I played was kind of third person shootery. That uh, series has always been kind of third person yeah, shootery, and I, but with, I was, with like wall climbing and stuff like that. Well, this one's got a lot more like he throws his fists out and like magic comes out. I'm not really sure <laughs> how the powers work, but he's got a lot more interesting powers. And it has been months since I played it, but they did that cool. Uh, hit these buttons to trigger this crazy attack that you see in the in the trailers where he flies up into the air. He does mm-hmm. that little smirk when he gets to the top and he shoots back down to the ground and destroys everything. Uh, that one was cool to look at. I do kind of hope that when the game comes out, that doesn't happen every single time you trigger yeah. that attack. But uh, that little worry aside, I, I had fun with what I played. It was just um, it's just a really short look at the game. Just you're going in, you're destroying, you're killing a bunch of guards, and you're destroying this big thing. I don't hmm. even remember. It's not the one that was at the Pacific Science Center, was it? That was like the first demo what? they showed off. Maybe? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that was a weird thing. I, I, I don't, I don't know idea. if I've told this story or not, but like playing playing it for the first time, it, it has uh, a mission that's set around the Pacific Science Center, which is like the big kid interactive science center you have to go uh, science museum a generator in the middle of a courtyard maybe i don't know oh, but well, i just i, I was playing it and i just wanted to explore the building it's like i used to no. go here all the time as a kid hmm. and the guy's like no no go over here blow up this thing's like no i want to explore no, <laughs> my back man you're not my dad that was that was your favorite part of the buy me an ice cream yeah. of your demo, wasn't it, Michael? That you were able to see all these things off in the distance of uh, yeah, these landmarks, and not touch them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. One of my coworkers is from Seattle, and uh, he only just recently moved here a couple of years back, and so he's really like every time there are new assets released, he's like, "Oh, I've been there, and that's a real place, and mm-hmm. and all this crazy stuff." So, it, like that, I can appreciate. Sure. Like I, I do like when a game is super accurate to the location it's set in. That's awesome. Yeah, if- um, yeah I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm hoping that the gameplay lives up to hmm. what I've seen. Uh, the story so far, I'm still not entirely sure what it is, but it's got Troy Baker in it, so I mean, at true. least How- have some a good voice actor. Yeah. Uh, there was there was that one like his new neon powers. There's one that they yeah. showed heavily in the trailer. Where like he's running at super speed and leaving like colorful after images of himself behind yeah, him. Yeah, I do. Like and that. I, and I was like, wow, that looks so cool. And then I realized, like, wait a second, that won't work at all from the camera angle most people mm-hmm. are going to play at, which is like right behind him. Yeah. You'll just see like one after image at a time pop up behind him, unless you like twist the camera in a useless direction. You're not going to see the the full coolness of that effect. So, what the hell, guys? Huh. 
I'm sure it has other effects. Though. Oh, I'm sure. But yes. yeah, I mean, he Delson kind of he's able to absorb other people's abilities. <clears throat> Isn't that part yes, of Yes, that's, that's, that's a big part of it. Yeah, so and I, I don't think, know. I mean, I think that'll be really neat. Yeah, to my knowledge, they've only showed off two, which are smoke and neon. Yeah. So it's a, it's a pity there's no mirrors uh, power he could absorb. So. <laughs> smoke and mirrors. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Yeah. That's the closest thing, though. Um, but maybe it's appropriate that we can't really talk about this in full yet. Because it doesn't come out until Friday, and this is out on Tuesday. Yes. So, but I'll be able to talk about it next week because I'm going to uh, play the shit out of it this weekend. I will be in Hawaii all next week. So. Well, Lottie, fucking <laughs> die. Maybe I'll bring <laughs> one of my consoles with me so that I can play while I'm gone. <laughs> so that I can do what the hoi polloi are doing while <laughs> I'm seeing beautiful scenery. And it's dangerous for me to step out into the sun. Dangerous for most people. There's sharks out there <laughs> in the sun. But it's not dangerous the, for... There are uh, sun sharks out there. <laughs> it's not dangerous for vampires, we found out. Yeah, no. Yes. Nope. Vampires nope. totally cool in the sun. Totally sweet. I want to work on my tan. <laughs> ah, the sun shark's coming after me. <laughs> A boo. Great. Yeah. Now I'm going to be afraid of sun sharks. <laughs> As well you should be. They're terrifying. So there's some... To talk about this week, Midnight City is uh, has announced it's not only doing putting out Costume Quest Two yeah. after the demise of THQ, but also will be bringing Gone Home to consoles. Yeah. So now console players can pay twenty dollars for a game where there's no action, and then go, "What the hell was that?" I think yeah. by this point, console gamers know what to expect. I would because they've so. seen the entire community yeah. talking about it, but. But I mean, that game is still great. Yeah, yeah, I will absolutely buy it again. Go in with an open mind. Don't expect a shooter. Don't expect action. Just it's, and don't expect a horror. Even though the beginning of the game leads you to think that it's a horror game. Yeah, it's a spooky game. There is like one spooky part and that one glitch that I hit that scared the shit out of me. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil anything. It is. It is an an intentionally spooky game, yeah. and it is really scary just because you're in this creepy house with all the lights off and weird sounds coming from all over the place but yeah. uh think of it as bioshock without the fighting like bioshock where you're exploring it, and solving simple puzzles and very, finding audio logs it does have a very similar kind of environment to, well it's made by some of the people who made bioshock yeah, to yeah. minerva's den which mm. i mean it definitely does come through because they know how to get atmosphere right. Mm -hmm. As much as I know a lot of people are sick of the word atmosphere. Well, it's a very atmospheric game. There's so much atmosphere, guys. I'm choking Quick, on all the atmosphere. 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 Mm -hmm. I think... Uh, so uh, atmosphere is my favorite way to travel in Rapture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think uh, someone from Gone Home worked on... A bunch of the uh walking dead episodes really yeah because uh so there's a reference in the walking dead season two episode two which oh. i really liked uh but i didn't get the reference but apparently it's it ties into gone home 
It's like a holiday duck. Something like Oh, uh, the Christmas duck. Christmas duck. Yes. Yeah. So like when someone said like, Oh, did you see the duck? And I'm like, Yeah, there was a duck in that in the first episode of Walking Dead. I know they keep talking about duck because duck was in the first season. And like, no, duck from the duck from Gone Home. I'm like, I hmm. what? I just imagine somebody sitting there playing a video game and Clementine's like, What are you doing? I'm pretending to explore a house. Why? <laughs> 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 this is stupid. <laughs> You're stupid. Like that's a legit man. dialogue option. Oh man, I, I I kid gone home. I fucking love that game. I love Costume Quest, and I love it. Do you? Sequel. Oh good, yeah, good. Yeah. That's um. The Costume Quest was a lot of fun. So cute. Such a. Uh. Now that South Park has demonstrated that yes, that kind of game can be profitable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what I'll, I would hope the first Costume Boy. Quest also proved that. Um, but it, it, mm. it was a, it's a nice, uh, simple RPG. It's almost like, I think, what the modern day Earthbound would be. Like, just mm. like a, a kids a having an to adventure together. Um, just like stupid kid jokes that are still fun, funny for adults. Mm. I really, I really we're like We're still talking it. about South Park, right? No, we're talking well, about the South Park effects. RPG was. Heavily influenced by it. Yeah, they actually said like we want this to be like Earthbound. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, a costume quest. Is... Trey, who was like, yeah. yeah, I love Earthbound. I wanted it to be like that. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm actually kidding, but but costume quest yeah. is the same way. Like, seems very influenced by Earthbound. Is about kids having this make believe adventure together. Or no, actually, I think it's sort of true in costume quest, but. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't played Costume Quest, the original one, it's you should. So it's so much like, fun, and it's so cheap now. Yeah. So How much just, is it? God, it's under $10 Oh, year. okay. Yeah. Mm. Definitely and under $10, like, but it's so much fun, and it's so cute. And it's it's not that long. It's like four to six hours. And it, yeah. it's like if, if you – I don't think there are many people nowadays who are like, Ew, RPGs, I hate those things. Numbers <laughs> falling off of people, Ugh, dumb. So gross. I could play World of Warcraft if I want that shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're somehow averse to that, you should play a game like Costume Quest because it's, it's quick and it's funny. And uh, I can't... I Yeah, like... Honestly, Costume Quest 2 is probably my like top five most anticipated games of this year right now just because cool. I loved the first so much. It's <laughs> awesome. All right. Awesome. Uh, also, Take Two is apparently recruiting some voice actors and this has led people to believe they're working on Mafia 3. Just because of the, I think it's just because of the uh, the casting listing is hmm. looking for a lot of people with Italian accents. I like, guess that makes sense. Like Franklin and Mickey, which hmm. I think is funny considering Franklin and Michael and, and Tony. Trevorio, um. Tony is yeah. the other character. A lot of people from Louisiana. Hmm. Oh no, this is for Costume Quest too. Yes, oh, yeah. Yes. yes, yeah, sure. But where's hey, my I'm trick or treating here? <laughs> yeah, just a rumor that I saw pop up that I thought was interesting because I enjoyed the Mafia games. So I'm dressed up as a scary ghost. Forget about <laughs> it. <laughs> Driving my Model T here. What are you doing going down the street here in Louisiana where we have this accent? It's the 1940s. Yeah, I want so some wait, candy. I, I feel like I need to get Chris out here to mix the Louisiana accent. With the Italian accent? You know, he uh, could do it. He's like a hair's breadth he away could. from that. I'm coming from Florida. I oh, guarantee. I <laughs> Isn't that what they say? 
Hey, come on, I guarantee. I feel like all of my Louisiana voice comes from reading comics with Gambit in them, so I don't know. (laughs) Hey, my Jersey voice is just saying, hey. (laughs) Jambalaya. (laughs) Who dad? I don't know. (laughs) What? No, Lynn. Hey, Mama, come over here and help me with the rue. No, you can't say the, though. It's da. In New Orleans, the rue? they don't pronounce the, the T-H. It's D. Mm-hmm. Come over. Come over here. You're over there. Now come huh. over here. Hey, Mama, come help me with these beignets. Yeah. 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 This is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible wow. audio. We <laughs> apologize. Awful. So anybody from Louisiana, yeah. feel free to just shoot us in the face. Yeah, we should cut all of this. Well, no, you can't cut won't. it. No, and take two, it. we'll just cut snippets it. of that and put it into their game. Yeah, I think we just wrote their game for them. <laughs> I hope they use that jambalaya. No. Use that jambalaya. Jambalaya. We, <laughs> we definitely Golden. just wrote their NPC, yeah. like the just passing by people on the streets yeah. this is we're golden i think we're in the game now yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey i'm in the mafia in louisiana hey. i'm eating the crawdads <laughs> <laughs> this is a plot for a game somebody bring me some po boys hey <laughs> <laughs> I like how we said this is terrible, and I just jumped right back in. I know <laughs> it's so much fun to do, but it's not really to listen fun. to. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm in a Mardi Gras crew over here. <laughs> Show me your tits. Wait, I don't know what. I think that was more Jersey. <laughs> Jersey dude at Ma, at uh, Mardi Gras. Yeah, you got a beach. There's too many of those over there. Guys, I, I really apologize to anyone <laughs> listening to this. Right hey, now. show me the tits. Uh. <laughs> oh, oh my. Oh, oh no. Show me the tits and bring me a pizza. <laughs> oh, that's just racist. Yeah, this is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have you ever talked to Christopher Antista? Because that's exactly what he says on yeah, a daily basis. Yeah, he could get away with it. Yikes! Yikes! <laughs> 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 All right. Anyway, um, from <laughs> this is sort of a reverse transition from a grizzly mur- uh, murder to a water skiing squirrel. <laughs> but uh, after after that, um, Popcap had a bunch of layoffs, Aww. which fucking sucks because I thought that company was recession proof. Yeah, mm. like I know that. Years ago, they kind of had this image as like a, a very close knit family, like they were making casual games, and they were like super proud of that, and they were the best at it. Mm-hmm. Well, they brought on a lot of people, I think, for uh, Garden Warfare. I guess they had to. I kind of always just imagined that was handled mostly by EA, but I guess not. Yeah, I don't really know the inner workings of Pop Gap, so more, I can't speak to that. Too more much. Peggle. Let's just yeah. get let's get three more Peggles mm-hmm. and six Peggles in a movie. Six Peggles in a movie. <laughs> Let's call it a day, guys. Hire everybody back. Get them all back in. Yeah, I mean they they are at their like their most high profile, I guess, because they had Peggle two like two or three weeks after the Xbox One came out, and that was That's like true. that was a big release. And that then, was like the first must-have download, pretty much. For Xbox yeah. One. Yeah, it was surprisingly better than Crimson Dragon and Loco Cycle. Sadly, and, yes. Uh, well, I mean, not sadly. Peggle's better than most. It games. was no, it was an. <laughs> undoubtedly better than all those games. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, um, Garden Warfare, which is by far their biggest, like, their most ambitious game. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it, but, it, yeah, it, it might not even be a thing where these games underperformed. It's just, like, a 
they can't afford to be that big anymore because they just put out those two games and yeah. whatever they're doing next, well, it'll again, still it, be big, but not that big. If they ramped up their staff for Garden Warfare, then it's not atypical for them to let a bunch of that staff go now that the project's over. I mean, that's kind of just how the game industry works. Yeah, And as terrible as it is to contemplate like people losing their jobs, like people are added and subtracted from projects all the time. That's just kind of a fact of life of working in the industry. Sure. And it's it's not because the studio is losing money necessarily or because, you know, they did something wrong. It's just like we don't need these people right now. We, yeah. We're not working on a project that requires us to keep this much staff. So. I think there are certain publishers where that doesn't happen. Mm. Like I know ours are definitely mm. one of those where mm. we don't let people go after publishers just because <clears throat> we own the studios. So once a game is done, we just move them over to different projects. Mm. Like. Yeah. But there That's are, the way it should be. Well, I mean, there are a lot of publishers who can't afford to do that mm. or just don't do that. And a lot of people go into being a developer knowing that this is the case. Like, they'll work on a project and then they'll have to find their own way somewhere else. So mm-hmm. it is kind of a sad fact. Um, but for the most part, I think a lot of developers are aware of that. Sure. Mm. And and more to that point, I just feel like we're looking at a game like Garden Warfare, which was just released. PopCap probably doesn't need people who have a specialty in shooters yeah, right now. Yeah, like they probably, it's a really... Like, unless they immediately wanted to go and make, okay, now make Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. Yeah. Unless that, yeah, unless that's happening, then like, okay, why keep all those people who are maybe skilled in making shooters? Maybe you just <clears throat> don't need them in your studio. And that's... That's okay. But prior to this, I mean, they were like a really pretty tight-knit family, as it were. I mean, these people that they brought in probably knew what they were getting into. I don't know, but you're brought in to do this certain thing, and then when you're done, you're done. And they're, they'll be able to find work elsewhere. Totally. Anyway, that about does it for news. Let's move on to community segment. Last week's question of the week was, what's your favorite mech, mecha, giant robot, whatever the fuck you want to call it? Zone of Enders. Uh, Slain Puddle answered first, so Slain Puddle gets to be read first on the forums. There's a lot to choose from, mainly from the Armored Core series, but today I'm going to reference something obscure because I'm that douchey. <laughs> In Project X Zone, there is a special move when you equip Tronbon as a secondary character where she summons a gigantic mech and proceeds to beat the living shit out of your enemies, and then it spins out of control, leading her outside the frame of the fight. A big reason I chose this moment out of many is because of the beautifully colorful sprite animations that look like fun and goofy, which feels out of place in a game where it's filled to the brim with fan service moments. I don't know, I think, I think bright and fun and goofy is right at home in a fan service game, but mm. that's just me. Do you guys have any before we move on? Oh, I just said mine. Oh, Zone right. Of Zone of Enders. That was mine, too. J-U-T. J-U-T. Yeah. Jehuti. How I do you pronounce that H? Jehuti? Jehuti. Yeah. Jehuti. We have... Oh, I feel like... Because I know that I got one of the Zone of Enders, like, massive figures that I can't yeah. figure out how to put together. But it's Anubis. It's not J-U-T. It's Anubis, yeah. But it still looks really cool, though. That's true. And it has that weird... Has those like big wings that yeah. collect energy or whatever? It's really cool. It shoots it at you. Looks gorgeous. I still haven't figured out how to put it together, so it's just sitting in a box. I have badly. <laughs> mm. Good. I, yeah, I don't know if I have a mech one. 
uh, more on the Star Wars thing. I like that uh, droid from uh, Nice Steel Republic. The harassing droid. HK. Yeah. HK. That was <laughs> a bunch of numbers. Uh, yeah. HK47. Yeah. HK47. Yes. Just imagine him very, very tall, and I then wanted, there he's a mech. I wanted to say 247, so I'm guessing that's like uh, <laughs> HK47, who's 200 meters taller. So. Yes. <laughs> Giant robot. <laughs> that's what I want. That makes really funny comments about everything below him. Humans. Yeah. Meat bags. And that's that's also sort of the genesis of BioWare's statement bah, 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 <laughs> that they carried over to the Elcor. Yes. Uh, Shin says, uh, Destiny Gundam from the Gundam Seed anime and games is my favorite mech. It has a laser katana and wings of purple light. Fancy. Sure. Yeah. Purple light wings for the wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tranquil Bez 22 says my favorite mechs are the ones in Red Faction Gorilla, hmm. mainly because they're the easiest way to destroy EDF buildings without constantly dying. Man, the mechanics in that game were so good. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. That's a good one. Was Red Faction Gorilla the one where you're smashing everything? Or... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. What was the one I hated that came after that? Armageddon. Oh, Armageddon. Yes. Okay. Good. More like Armageddon. I'm again something different. Damn it. <laughs> Armageddon, <laughs> a different game. Yeah. Man, I could have said that way better. Armageddon Gorilla instead, because uh, that game deserves a fucking sequel. Corey Cohen, executive editor, former mm. executive editor of OXM, like forced me to play that game almost against my will. I was like, ah, Corey, I don't know if I want to play this. He's like, Nick, you have to play yeah, this. Yeah, you have to play it. It's and I had a game. great time destroying everything. It's the minds behind Saints Row. Tackling Martian warfare and destroying buildings. Huh. Yep. I cool. wish they'd brought that mechanic over to Saints Row. That would have been great. That would have been pretty cool. If, like, in Saints Row, you could have just gone uh, to town on a building with an axe and brought it to pieces. That would have been, been fun. Like, well, that actually could be non-canon DLC. That could be canon-breaking DLC right there. I wish they'd do that. You hear me, Saints Row? <laughs> Deep Silver? <laughs> Uh, hey, shut up! This is in Brelston. Oh, this is in Brett. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, also agreed with us, said Zone of Enders. But uh, Triskitable said Travis touchdowns Glastonbury from No More Heroes Two. Oh yeah. yeah, that's a good one. In addition to being pulled straight from an anime, he watches in the first game, which I remembered. Mm-hmm. This mech is never previously discussed. Shows up for a boss fight against a footballer assassin and his troop of cheerleader assassins. And is quickly confiscated and never mentioned again. <laughs> Fuck! And I should I should have mentioned the the weird football robot you fight against because it's made up of literally a quarterback and a bunch of cheerleaders who <laughs> unite to become a giant robot in space. <laughs> okay, all right. This is from Crepe Crisis. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I think Crepe Crisis gets read every week because <laughs> this is a great one. It is good work. I don't think I have a favorite giant robot outside of Power Rangers Megazords because 90s. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, so I'll give credence to everyone's favorite regular size robot with a giant personality, HK-47. Uh, yes. Man. Good. I've said that one, yeah. I love that. Condescending statement. Anyone else's answer is wrong because you are all organic meat bags. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It goes on here. Also, if the raccoon lives under Chris's porch and Chris's porch is really just the fourth floor balcony, doesn't that mean that the raccoon is just the third floor tenant's pet raccoon? 
And doesn't that mean that you heartless fiends are using a pet to whore out your podcast? Well, I always imagined... And I, I've never seen the raccoon's house, so I don't actually mm-hmm. know. But I always imagined that it lived in, like, a nest that it built, like, literally yeah. underneath I the sort porch. of Yeah, it's sort of like a giant hornet's nest, but yeah. made of dirt. That's yeah. like where the raccoon Somehow. Lives. I don't yeah. know. And it's, right full of, uh-huh. it's full of rat skulls. Man, I love it's, that it's raccoon. It's just somehow bonded to the underside of the, the fourth yeah. floor porch. It's super gross. Wait, the raccoon, the raccoon kills rats? Oh, he keeps the raccoon rat hoards rat skulls. He hoards rat skulls and, and he puts them in Chris's bed. They're, they're his most uh, prized possession. So he when he in... shares them with Chris by hiding them in his bed, he's actually being very generous. He is a nest of skulls? But then he skulls? shits in Chris's mouth when he's asleep. Oh, he does, he does oh, do that. No. Yeah. If he has a nest of skulls, though, that's the most badass raccoon of all time. Rat skulls, though. I mean, oh yeah, that's true. It's not real. I don't know, man. I'll give him points. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to him on this one. It's pretty cool. It's not like he has a throne made out of them. Definitely not. (laughs) Although he might by now. I haven't recorded the break yet. So, (laughs) Uh, I am alive. OMG says, as abominable as the game itself is. The mechs of Steel Battalion heavy armor are everything I've ever wanted out of Wonkaking tanks. They're clunky, unreliable, and require ridiculous amounts of manpower to operate. The simple idea of mechs being feeble is underutilized in entertainment, and if that patchwork piece of shit we call a game should ever be noted for anything again, <laughs> it's the fallibility of its machinery. That was a good Who's turn of phrase. It's I am alive, OMG. Wow. That was good. Good, job. good turn of phrase nice. on that one. That yeah. was good. <laughs> I didn't think that game was terrible, but... Is that the, is that the Connect that one or the, the original? That's the Connect game. one, uh, and if you uh, oh God, look on Metacritic, I am the highest... I gave the highest score. What'd you give it? 7.5. Oh. <laughs> What's its average? Uh, probably like in the 4 range, huh. I would say. Okay. Maybe lower. Hey man, just an opinion. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Jar says Metal Gear Ray is the most badass mech I can think of. As if they weren't already cool enough, those games take a step beyond giant awesome robots and make their war machines unofficial dinosaurs. Even now with the series' dated <laughs> graphics, the roaring bipedal takes or s- tanks are still awe-inspiring. Yes, I tend to agree. They're especially awe-inspiring when you're cutting them in half in Metal Gear Rising. <laughs> For no reason. That one guy in Nebraska who still listens to this says, Does Clank's giant form count? Because, man, I freaking love playing as giant Clank through those first three games. Anybody? No? Does it count? I, nah, I don't know. Well, he doesn't. He's more of an autonomous <clears throat> robot. He doesn't yeah. have a pilot. Hmm. So, sorry! <laughs> Freak Monkey 9. <laughs> Great name. Says. Definitely Platinum Robo from the Wonderful 101, the giant robot constructed from buildings, and the Earth's supercomputer defense system, complete with Platinum Games logo on its head, was such a complete what such a completely crazy way to end out that game. You played Punch Out with it, flew into space to fight hundreds and hundreds of other giant enemy robots, and then you realize that Platinum Robo is now your default unit, and all the robots you just defeated are being taken over. And you now have an army of 100 giant robots that you can use to make it even bigger, make an even bigger fist made of giant robots. Glad to see Wonderful 101 getting some love. That's nice. Mm-hmm. That's that makes me happy. Would you say it's wonderful? No, no. Mm-hmm. Well, I know. Okay. <laughs> well, shut my mouth. Everything but that, Dave. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's a good one. Cody Stovall. 
who's got a nice Pikachu as his icon. I like that. I like that. You keep that up. QOTW, is that quote of the week? Yeah. Question of the week. Oh, question of the week. Okay. A few favorites of mine are Mechagodzilla 2, Symbiotic Titan, Megas XLR, but my favorite will always be the original Megazord, and some individual Zords from the Power Rangers series, Anything Dinosaur. We've got too many Power Rangers fans listening to this. Holy this shit. A lot of, lot of 90s That's kids. a lot of yeah, 90s. No surprise there. Really. I can respect yeah, that. That's really. where I'm from. Mm-hmm. I had I had like all those Power Ranger toys. You're from a Still dark and terrible me, place. Like, that's, that some of my no, listeners my are younger Get out of than here. me. It's so strange. Yeah, but I like it. You like it? Like you like it. them young? I like, I, like, I like our listeners young. You like it very much? I like it very much. Boron Ben says, Brett Bot, of course. Oh! A, ro- a robot <laughs> elephant shooting a ball at you. <laughs> that only makes sense to talk rate our listeners. <laughs> yeah. Um, SmyD, S-M-Y-D, says, Iron Giant, the thought of being inside Vin Diesel. Yeah. Wait, was Iron Giant a game? Did no. they make a game out of that? That doesn't But it count. was a giant mech. And... No, he wasn't a but mech. But it's a Vin Diesel sex joke, so it works. Yeah. He wasn't a mech. Iron Giant was just a robot. Yeah, he was. He was. From space. Uh, so, Doc Con or D-O-C-C-O-N? Doc Con. Uh, Doc Con. Um, he, he played off of your pronunciation of mech, mm-hmm. Michael. You said, my favorite mecha, the, the Islamic City. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Snap. Hmm. Good wordplay. Good wordplay right. on that so one. So new question of the week. Uh, continuing our lazy, lazy trend of turning the top five into the QOTW. If you could make your own cannon-breaking DLC for any game, which game and what would it be? I think for me, I'd tackle Assassin's Creed 4 and add fucking ghost pirates and submarines because Dick. those are the only two things that could improve that game. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I guess I took yours. <laughs> Mine was very similar. Now I don't even know. What, what was yours originally? You can you can come up with a new. No, one. it was really similar. I wanted to see something because one of the cheats in AC4 is Undead Crew. Mm-hmm. So if you complete all of your challenges, your crew is just dead. They're zombies, hmm. pretty much. Are they, they actually like parts of the Caribbean skeletons, or are they just zombies? So I haven't unlocked all of the challenges. I haven't hmm. seen them. I see. But that's one of the cheats. So hmm. I would just want to see some sort of DLC with Edward being a pirate zombie captain. But... Maybe if he could be a pirate zombie captain in modern Caribbean, that would be kind of (laughs) rad. Like, like go go for a Lords of Shadow 2 vibe. Just give us one modern city for him to tear around in as a pirate skeleton. I don't even know what to say anymore. (laughs) That was my idea, too. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, Well, my idea is uh, GTA V DLC, where they replace the uh, threesome in the game with CJ, uh, Tommy Versetti, and Claude. Nice. Which is, I remember when they first like revealed the three characters, they were like, "Are those those three guys?" But today, yeah, like you could you could kind of roughly contrast them with Franklin and yeah, Michael and Trevor, yeah. in that like, yeah, Claude is the sociopath, mm-hmm. Tommy Versetti is the aging crook, yep. and uh, 
CJ is the you know the the good hearted kid who wants yeah. to do right in spite of being a gangster. Just do like gangster. Yeah, like gangster. Do gangsta, like gangsta. 15, like our podcast yeah. genre. <laughs> like 15 oh. 20 missions. Do you still do that when you edit the of show? Of course I still do good. that. <laughs> but like yeah, just a, a batch of missions where you're playing as those three guys and mm-hmm. Claude still says nothing. Yeah. <laughs> he's just way more psychopathic. Mm-hmm. But like you just come in on him and he's like you know, torturing somebody in between, like, you just, like, walking on, like, yeah. hey, Claude, we gotta go, and he's just, like, cutting up some dude's face, and he yeah. just turns around wordlessly and nods. And, and CJ is He's like the Michael obese. Myers of the team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you ha- gotta have morbidly obese CJ yeah. with, like, a pink mohawk and Groucho glasses. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. CJ is the only one whose appearance you can really customize with him. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Tony Versetti's still wearing the, uh... Fat guy Hawaiian, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, nineteen eighty shirt. At, at most, he can wear that uh, designer suit with the roll up sleeves. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, let me mm-hmm. think yes. if I if I have one here. Okay, this is gonna sound crazy, but roll with me on this one. No. Okay, Super Smash Brothers, right? Nintendo. It's all the Nintendo franchise characters. What if they did it for? Hold on here. All the PlayStation characters, no. right? <laughs> <laughs> what? If, <laughs> What? what? <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, now I think I'm on to an idea here, but it has to be pretty much the same freaking game that they've already done. <laughs> wait, hold up. So wait, yeah. can New Dante be in this game? You oh, stole my joke. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Can he be in it with New Ryden? You stole my idea. Fair enough. <laughs> but wait, so one of the things that I always wanted to see in a Mass Effect game was like the first contact war mm-hmm. in Mass Effect. So I want to see that in DLC, but if the humans had lost. Hmm. Like, if the humans had been obliterated, what would that game be like? Way more interesting. Shazam. And I fade out. So no humans, only aliens. Yeah, no humans. Fuck hmm. humans. They're so boring. I <laughs> yeah. want to play as an alien in Mass Effect. That's it. They really are. Well, like that, that whole thing at the end of the first Mass Effect where it's like, you can make it so that the humans take over the Federation. It's like, that's so dumb. Why would <laughs> I do that? Humans suck. Yeah, we're, th- we're the new kids on the block. We don't take over. And yeah, also, it man. doesn't really matter. I just want to play Mass Effect mm. DLC where the humans lost the first contact war. You're just playing as like a Torian or something. Okay. I want to play a DLC where Shepard loses a contact and has to spend the entire game crawling around on all fours looking for it on carpet. <laughs> <laughs> like the one he loses it in in the one room in the Normandy that has shag carpeting. <laughs> he or she. I was going to say I only played those games as a woman, so well, the DLC me was too, much or the the not the DLC. The And I thought Jennifer Hale did a great job. The game was much more interesting as a woman. Not that mm. Mir- Mark Mir isn't great, but Jennifer Hale phenomenal job. The dialogue is much more interesting. All right, so if you could mess around with DLC, is that your serious answer, by the way, Nick? The yeah, I'm going to stick to that one. Right, yeah, right. he's, he's sticking with it. I'm going to stick to my guns on this one, Michael. It's a good idea. See, for a second, I thought you were going to say, like, I want Smash Brothers right, but what if they put in Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, shit. Sonic the Hudge Hank. <laughs> <laughs> So, if you could make your own crazy cannon-breaking DLC, which game would it be for, and what would it be? Tell us by going to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums 
First person to post the, the question with your answer gets read first on the show next week. Or you can comment under the article for Vigigame Apocalypse episode 56 uh, at vigigameapocalypse.com. So that's pretty much our show. We'll do a quick round of plugs before we head out. You can follow the show, as always, at Fiji Apocalypse on Twitter, or me personally, at Wikiparas. Somebody else. Um, Cheap Popcast. There will be a WrestleMania episode soon, so keep an ear open for that. Only one? Uh, Only probably, one ear? Uh, oh, yeah, both ears, and maybe okay. more than one episode. So Keep your fly open for that. Yes. If you like P. Diddy, you can follow me at at Peen Daddy. Ah. <laughs> that is a terrible name. By no, the way. Michael. <laughs> Michael. We've stuck with it forever. <laughs> we can't change it. I already have I have 250 followers. It's really hard to get new I'm gonna, followers. I'm going to register Penis Father and compete with you. <laughs> the worst part is Penis Father is going to have so many Cock more Father. Likes. Cockfather's going to have so many more likes. Yeah. It's going to be terrible. Please just go follow yeah. Peen Daddy. I'm, I'm sure Please. there's already a Rodfather out there. <laughs> Rodfather's really good. Oh, Rodpapa. We're like sticking it. with it. Rodfather was the nickname of the, uh, the the gay character on The Sopranos. Henry has made so many arguments into, into these same microphones about why H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G is uh, still, it's still worth holding on to. Henry G. I think that both of you... Well, we should start a telethon to get Henry <laughs> and Nick to change their Twitter <laughs> names to actual names. Yeah, who's going to give them their telephone number? Are you going to give the audience your it's telephone, telephone number? telethon. Uh, it, it My go-go, cell phone okay? number is 707. Nope. All right, I'm I'm 32 years old. <laughs> I didn't know what the equivalent to a telethon is. Indiegogo, Kickstarter, whatever. All right, fair enough. We'll pay you guys to change your names. That's wow. What want. That's what I want to happen. All I need is $5. We'll start the bidding at five sweet five, dollars. Five dollars and a suggestion. <laughs> and a, and <laughs> As a, to what he should change his name. His yeah. name is Nick Pino. Nick Pino. What should his actual Twitter name be? That's the secondary question of the week. I'm curious. What should it be? If you like following awkward Twitter names, follow me at Peen Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I follow someone named at Fart and Dog Boner, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Both something awful contributors, I think. Well, yeah, at I Fart is. So. I don't know about Dog fart Boner. Fart is. I don't know about Dog Boner. But, yeah, um, yeah. I'm at and Lewis on Twitter. Um, I don't know what we've got on the blog right now, honestly. I'm in Hawaii when this goes live, so fuck all y'all. Where in Hawaii? Kauai. Oh, nice. But I know that a couple Here's weeks cute. ago... I like Kauai. That's like the working class suburb. It is. It's really pretty, and it's a lot of hiking trails, mm-hmm. and, and I'm terrible in the sun, but the, there are a lot of trees to keep me out of the sun. There, there's a place where you can go where they shot the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. I you was can, there. You can swing out on a terrifying rope swing. I didn't do that, but I was there. I did they that, They shot some of Jurassic Park wallet. there. Oh, that's yeah. true. So, cool place. But, uh... I know that when this goes live a couple weeks ago, we re reannounced the release date for Watch Dogs. It's May 27th, and when we did that on the blog, we put up a pretty good Q&A about why the game was delayed at the last minute, what the fuck does polish mean, all these really interesting questions that a lot of people have been asking, and it's some great answers. So. Well, Polish is what you call people from Poland. <laughs> ah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's pronounced Poland. 
Yes. Yes. Sorry. Pollen. My mistake. Uh, polish is when you stick, take the disc out of the burner and put it in a rock tumbler and leave it for <laughs> six to eight months. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you come back to it, it's a beautiful, smooth stone. Yes. That's yes. exactly what happened. Uh-huh. Now when you get watchdogs, you will get a stone. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, why is this case all uneven in the middle? Oh, oh there's oh, a stone a in there. <laughs> It's a perfectly smooth, flat pebble no. that looks as though it were formed by na- natural erosion, but I feel like it's a rock a, tumbler. As a representative of Ubisoft, I have to inform you that when you buy watchdogs, you will in fact get a real game. Unless you're Charlie Brown in a terrible costume. My rock's costume. name is Aiden Pierce. So think, of the box, think of the box quote you could put on the back. This no, game I th- I rocks. <laughs> My rock's name is Aiden Pierce. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next week. My hurricane of flesh will attack your ass. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. Michael? My hurricane of flesh will attack your ass. Good, good. Nick? <clears throat> my little toes and my little piggies of fury will attack your put <laughs> Good, good. I think we're all good. <laughs>